Soccer Saturday, brought to you by Honda. Proud to be the automotive sponsors of Indy 11. By Community Health, Dream Big, Work Hard, Finish Strong. And by Bet Rivers, official sports betting partner of Indy 11. Bet with a winner. Now here's your host, Greg Rakestraw. Good morning to you, soccer fans. It is Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5. The fan, it is a Soccer Saturday for the Indy 11. They are on the road to take on Birmingham Legion. That is one of our road telecasts we will have for you this year. So you have to go to My Indy TV to check us out tonight at 7.30 as Indy visits Birmingham. Birmingham carried the flag of the USL Championship. They and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds into the quarterfinal round of the U.S. Open Cup. Their Open Cup run ended last week. They have had a string of defeats in terms of championship play. They, heading into the season, were one of the conference favorites. They're in a playoff position right now, but they've had a bunch of L's. They've been sitting on the same point total for a while. As far as the Indy 11 are concerned, well, it was a rather remarkable match last Saturday night. Remarkable in terms of not one but two red cards, one of them being very late. But there were three red cards in total handed out during the match. Indy played for a man down for approximately 40 minutes. Once the field got level 10v10, they leveled the match with Jack Blake's second wonder strike of the season. 1-1, and frankly, against the last place team in the East, you had hoped for full three points. Given the fact you played a man down on two different stints for a total of about 45 to 50 minutes of the match, you'll take the point you move on. Problem is, is that the Indy 11 have been down on defenders for some time. Robbie Dambrot, Macaulay King, Eunice Budati, Ryan Rabion have all been injured over the course of the last month. Now, you take out two more defenders, Adrian Dispey, Gustavo Risi. Who's left? You know, Brad Hodder and I started doing extra calisthenics during the course of the week. Thankfully, on the injury front, there's good news. And we will allow Mark Lowry to share that when he joins us in the next segment of the show. Something else that is new for us, and we don't like this none too much. This is the first time I have had to do a program after a regular season loss for the women's team. Well, in the brief history of the team, they went through last year unbeaten. Ten wins, two draws, no losses. Through six matches this year, five wins, one draw, no loss. That changed at the hands of the last place team in the division in St. Charles FC on Thursday night at Grand Park. Pair of teenagers score goals for St. Charles. Indy could not find the back of the net. They found several offsides flags. Uh, they could not find a goal. And so the Indy 11 still remain in, in a tie for first in the Valley Division. But they do own the tiebreaker by way of pulling four points against Racing Louisville's Academy side in two matches on June 2nd and June 6th. What it does, though, is it wipes away the margin for error. In other words, Indy remains in control of their own destiny as long as they win their final three matches. That would be starting tomorrow against Kings Hammer, then the following Thursday at Lexington, and back home for St. Charles on June 30th. Now, we'll talk briefly about the W League on the program today, but we will do so with the president of the USL Super League. She heads up the entire women's pathway for the USL. It is Amanda Vandervoort. Obviously, the big news came about three weeks ago that the Indy 11 would be fielding a team in the Super League upon completion of 11 Park. We'll talk about that with Amanda. So they will not be ready, will the Indy 11 women for season number one of the Super League? They will be playing, we hope, knock on wood construction-wise, in terms of season number two. So with that, we're going to limit the guests to Mark Lowry and Amanda Vandervoort today because you know what else we got to talk about? Trace Acero, the American men's national team, drilled Mexico on Thursday night. I mean, Mexico was not close. And yes, it's a match that counted. Frankly, every time it's USA versus Mexico, it counts. But it is the CONCACAF Nations League semifinal. Now the U.S. will face Canada. And obviously, all three of those teams already know, hey, you're in the field for the World Cup in three years. So there's a little less matches that count. So it's to the point that every time you play one or the other, it is a big deal. And, I, and I'm amazed that I could even say this with a serious face on. You almost wonder 
is Canada going to turn into the bigger rival for the U.S.? Obviously, historically, it has been Mexico. But 3 nothing. That's a significant kind of win streak that the Americans have going in matches that matter against Mexico. And it's USA-Canada for the final, not USA-Mexico. Dios mio for the group from Mexico, but they're frankly not my concern. The U.S. looked great on Thursday. And oh, by the way, Craig Berhalter's back. Now, some of you may feel differently about, hey, U.S. beat Mexico three by three goals. That's wonderful. Greg Berhalter is back. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't think as a week ago it was going to be him named as the national team coach once again. But I don't know. Maybe it's the afterglow of Trace Acero. It certainly has my attention. So we will dedicate a segment to talking about that coming up a little bit later on in the program. And we will wrap it up by saying Manchester City is really good at soccer because they just completed the treble with their victory over Inter Milan last Saturday. They are the holders of the Premier League Championship. They are the holders of the FA Cup title. And they are the holders of the Champions League winner for the first time in their club's history. It's kind of the last box to check for Manchester City and the last box to check for Pep Guardiola. He's sticking around. But we also, in the ever uh, quickly rotating uh, view of the Premier League, and you know, you, you get a break, but it's not very long. Premier League schedule and fixtures were announced earlier this week, so I can tell you exactly where Manchester City is going to start their title defense. We'll do that when we get to the uh, last segment of the show as well. But it's Indy 11 head coach Mark Lowry who joins us next. You are watching Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. No more do. Authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York. At Community Health Network, we're committed to simplifying health care. Starting with how you access your caregivers. Access in healthcare is the ability to be connected with your provider and ask a question when you need it. And at Community, it's that simple. Learn more about our commitment to uncomplicating healthcare at ecommunity.com slash simply delivered. Community Health Network, exceptional care, simply delivered. As the highest performing national contractor of excellence, Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. Meet Chip. 30 years ago, Chip started a family business with a big idea. Today, there's a new building and a new fleet of equipment. At Indiana Members Credit Union, we know Chip. We know he plans to keep growing, building business with the next generation. We're here to help Chip and you with secure and simple account management tools and commercial financing to grow business. Today, it's all about Chip. Tomorrow, it's all about you. Because at IMCU, it's you that matters. Learn more at imcu.com. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge, no detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louis, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Tullamore Dew, authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant & Sons, Inc. New York, New York. 
as close as you'll get to the pitch without putting on the cleats. Here's 11 Minutes, presented by your Central Indiana Honda dealers. Proud to be the automotive sponsors of the Indy 11. Welcome back. It is Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Crazy week last week for the Indy 11. Not one but two red cards, one point against Hartford Athletic, and a showdown with Birmingham Legion for the first of two times this weekend coming up down in northern Alabama. Joining us now from the road is the head coach of the Indy 11, Mark Lowry. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good, Greg. How you doing? Good. Um, when you and I talked last at the end of the postgame show last week, uh, I knew it was a moment of desperation when you looked at me and Brad Hodder and said, hey, we might be up next. I hope you found better answers than that coming into this week's game, correct? I mean, we've got one guy back. We've got, we've got uh, Yunus Badadi back um, from his, his shoulder injury. He's kept him out the last few weeks. Um, so it's still not great. I mean, all the injuries we've had, only Yunus has really returned at the moment, and also we lost two more last week to suspension. So it's kind of a case of it was a bad situation. Now it's kind of two more have gone out with suspension, only one's come in. So it's an um, interesting time, but we're very close. We're, we're one week away from having everybody back. This time next week, we'll have a full 18, 19 players available for selection, back from suspension, back from injury. So it's a case of trying to get through this weekend unscathed. To be honest, I don't want to pick up anything more. This week's going to make it worse. Um, try and get some points, play well. Um, but really, hopefully, this time next week, we'll have a full roster to select from, which hasn't been the case for a while. Because of the fact that two of the guys that are missing this weekend in terms of Pay and Reese aren't hurt, that they can train with you the entire week, has, has it really affected you in training, as all these injuries yeah. as well? No, not so much training. It's been, training's been great. Um, it, it's it's been it's kind of messed with your head a little bit because you look at training and like numbers look okay right you're like okay we've got 15 16 we're good but then actually no he's out he's out and you know even guys so, so Dan Brock's trained with us all week but he's doing non-contact stuff um Rebellum is back in training but he's still he's still we're still in that still a little risky for him to overdo it right now um, but he's back in training so we're managing him um after Eunice come back training so when you look at who we have in, in training it's numbers look great but you know, when, you know, Dan Brock, for example, who was out with a, a ligament injury in his knee, he's, he's reintroduced this, this week into practice. He hasn't done any contact stuff yet. So you feel like you've got good numbers, but you really don't when it comes to picking the 11 to play a game uh, this weekend. So, I mean, when it goes back to last week in Hartford, and again, the, the first red, just kind of a reactionary move. Obviously, the second one was much more calculated in terms of Reese saying, okay, I feel I have to take this guy down or he's got an, an open run in on goal. Looking back on it, would you have rather had Gustavo not make that move, or is that a move in the heat of the moment he's got to make? It's a move in the heat of the moment he's got to make. Um, with it being 10 v 10 at the time, it becomes a bit of a track. I mean, there's a lot more space, so the game, game was pretty open. Um, you know, he didn't deal with it around by the halfway line, which he should have. He should have dealt with it on the halfway line. either fouled the guy there or dropped off more so he wasn't playing catch-up. Um, but once he was in that position, I feel like what he did was fine. It secured a point for us. Um, but obviously, you know, it's hurt us for this week, obviously, on top of the injuries having two suspensions. Again, Mark Lowry, our guest here on Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. I know in a lot of weeks, you are, you're obviously scouting the other team, but you are always more concerned with exactly what you are doing. Because your numbers are so small for this week's match, does that even more, you know, kind of make you look inward as to, okay, this is about what we can do, not necessarily about trying to counter something that Birmingham is going to do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's, that, that's, that's a, a great point. Um, when you know you've only got 11 or 12 to pick from, you, you've really got to knuckle down with those guys and, and make it work and find the right solution. So um, we've definitely done that. We, we've got a good plan. We've been playing really well lately. So confidence is great in the group. Um, they don't. The group itself doesn't feel like it's going into this game, you know, with an arm tied behind its back. Um, the group feels great. They know this past five or six games, they've been playing fantastic. Our training is incredible. The spirit's really good. Um, so we feel good going into it. Uh, but you know, when you don't have many many options in terms of rotations or or choices, 
on who's going to play and who's going to play where. It's a case of, well, this is what we've got. Let's, let's make this work. Let's, let's, let's fill these guys with confidence, put them in the right positions to succeed. Let's give them the right information. And let's work really hard. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of what this, this week has been about. I'll ask you about one particular player just because of his ties to here. Obviously, we know what it's like to, to have Tyler Pasher playing for you. What's it like to now coach against him? First time we've seen him since his last match here in, in 2020. Uh, what's he meant to Birmingham so far this year? He's a great player. Uh, Tyler's got incredible ability with the ball. Um, you know, I've, 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 watched, I've watched quite a bit of him because you know, I'm interested in him. I think he's a good player. Um, I like watching good players. So um, he... He's, he's been very unselfish this year, actually, watching him play. He's shared the ball. He's, he's, he's shown he can be a good teammate. And not, not just those individual moments that he has, which he's had a few, um, but he's also kind of kind of working well within the team. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting to watch. Um, we know he's dangerous, but, you know, they've got four or three guys up there that are dangerous. I think going forward, their attacking quarter is, is arguably one of the best in the league. Um, but they've also struggled in other areas this season whether it be defensively or through midfield. They can expose a little bit, um, but we know they're dangerous going forward. A couple quick things, and we'll let you go. And, and we, we generally refer to the young guys as the academy guys. Like, I mean, don't even mention them by name. You already kind of have, at least in terms of Diego and Benji. They're the guys that Diego's now been here the longest of anybody. Benji got three minutes at the end of the match against Charleston. Your thoughts on their readiness if you have to call upon them later tonight? I mean, they're going to need to be ready. That's the reality. Um, if I was a betting man right now, I, w- I would be betting on one or potentially both of them getting in. Yeah. Um, without knowing how the game's going to go, obviously. Um, but their freshness, their energy is going to be good. Um, they're going to work hard. We know that. And they both got quality. They're both on the ball are very comfortable. So um, the guys know they can play through them or play into them, and, and it's going to be okay. So um, they need to be ready for the situation we're in. With, with the returns, everyone should be back and from suspension and, and, you know, the injured guys should all be back for next week, which is great. But in the meantime, we might have to, to look at these two young boys to, to step up the play and show us what they can do. One of my favorite quotes in life is, necessity is the mother of invention. You've been dealing with that now for the last two weeks. <laughs> Best of luck surviving it, my friend, and thanks for the time and the insight. We greatly appreciate it. Appreciate it, Greg. Thank you. By the way, one move that I did not address with Mark, but I'll make sure we talk about it here. Juan Tejada was moved this week to the Colorado Springs switchbacks. Um, it was basically done as a courtesy to make sure Juan got the playing time that I think he deserved. It has been a crowded spot up top between uh, Guinzati, Asante, Martinez, um, now you're kind of mixing Robledo in, into that mix a, a little bit more forward. Juan has done everything he has been asked to do. And so even though it leaves Indy, especially this week, a bit of a thin position, this was kind of done to ensure that Juan got a more of a chance to play. Have always enjoyed my conversations with Juan. Want to wish him the best of luck in the future. And the roster can always be in flux. We've seen more new names coming in than we had planned on, uh, I think, uh, during the course of the regular season. But again, as I told Mark, necessity is the mother of invention. There could be more moves coming down the pike. You simply never know. It's been an interesting run of form for Indy's opponent in the Birmingham Legion. First of all, this is their first league match since May 27th. They've had a bit of a gap in their schedule uh, that in part has been to accommodate U.S. Open Cup play. However, Birmingham is sitting on the same number of points in 16 that they had at the end of April. So if you go through the first six weeks of the season, um, more or less, Birmingham won like every time they played. The only time they lost was to Phoenix Rising back on April the 9th. But they last won a league match on April 30th, yet they're right now in a tie for sixth in the Eastern Conference table with the Indy 11. We'll take this quick time out. When we come back, we'll talk about the USL Super League. Amanda Vandervoort, the 
president of the USL Super League. She heads up the entire women's pathway for the USL. We'll talk about that big news coming to Indianapolis in some two seasons. The news broke a couple, three weeks ago. It's been our first chance of Amanda on the show. We'll take advantage of that next. You are listening to Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Head to Court Furniture Clearance Center for up to 70% off new retail prices. Stock is updated regularly, so you never know what kind of treasures you'll find. They offer a wide variety of stylish furniture for any budget, and every piece is court certified, so you can let your personality show in every room. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off any item in the store near I-65 and Lafayette Road. Online at court.com. Refresh your home with stylish finds from Court Furniture Clearance Center. At Community Health Network, we're committed to simplifying health care, even when it comes to paying for it. Insurance is very confusing. They gave me a name and a phone number. She works over at Community. She tells me, stop worrying. Let me take care of it. I got a plan. Learn more about our commitment to uncomplicating health care at ecommunity.com slash simply delivered. Community Health Network. Exceptional care. Simply delivered. For over 60 years, Somerset CPA and Advisors has been guiding clients through the critical decisions that impact their financial health. Somerset CPAs is now CBiz Somerset and MHM. With more than 120 offices and 6,500 team members throughout the U.S., they're able to provide the benefits and resources of being part of a national firm. And you'll still receive the same personal attention from the same expert consultants you've come to know and trust. CBiz Somerset and MHM. National resources personal service. As the highest performing national contractor of excellence, Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. The goal isn't graduation day. The goal is a better every day after. It's the first day in your new career, your first pay raise, the fifth day of that week-long vacation. It's the first paid holiday home with your family or the day of your last car payment much sooner than you thought. At Ivy Tech Community College, they don't just care about your degree. They care about your life. Ivy Tech can get you where you want to go. Get started at ivytech.edu. At Johnson Controls, they transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on the Fan, presented by Community Sports Medicine, the official sports medicine provider of the Indy 11. Welcome back. It is Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. This person has been a guest of ours on this radio program a couple of different times. Even graced the uh, television airwaves of the Indy 11 W League debut last year. It was the debut for the W League in total. She heads up women's soccer for the USL, whether that is the W League or obviously what is starting next August and we hope starts in Indianapolis the following August. That is the Super League. She's the commissioner, Amanda Vandervoort, that joins us now. Amanda, good morning. How are you today? Oh, wow, Greg. What an introduction. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thanks for having me. Well, obviously, let, let's start with, with kind of our slice of this first, and then we will expand big picture. Uh, to have Indy commit to having a team in the Super League when 11 Park is ready, which we are assuming will be at the beginning of year number two, as in August 2025, what does it mean for your league to carry over the Indy 11 brand from the championship, the W League, and now the Super League? Uh, Indy 11 has really done such an amazing job building that club, working with the community. You know, the fans have been tremendous. We couldn't be more proud than uh, than to be working with Indy 11 and every all the great people in Indianapolis to, you know, to, to not only support the W League team 
in town, but also, of course, in the future now, the, the Super League as well. We're, we're incredibly proud, and, and I think, um, you know, the entire league is, as a whole is excited to, you know, to welcome Indianapolis and, and, and be in Indy with the Super League. Indy is one of five teams that will join the league upon completion of, of stadium situations, and obviously ours at this point pretty cut and dry. Shuffles went in the ground two weeks ago, and, and we know the site, the whole nine yards, et cetera. Just your thoughts on having a place like Eleven Park play host to matches in the Super League? Uh, what what a special opportunity for us as a league, for the players, for the community. I mean, Eleven Park is spectacular. The plans for for what um, for what you know that's going to be for for all of Indiana for Indianapolis is is just truly special and. Um, yeah, seeing shovels go in the ground two weeks ago, and and knowing where those plans are are leading us towards are, um, I don't know, it's extraordinary, and I'm incredibly proud and and thankful for the commitment of of the club and and the ownership there, and um, you know, delivering not only men's professional soccer but but women's too. All right, so with that, the big change from the last time that you and I spoke about the Super League at some point in time last year, year before, et cetera, is the fact that instead of starting as as a Division Two league. You're going for Tier 1 status. Kind of walk us through what changed and the response you've gotten from that so far. Well, you know, our standards uh, are are important for us, and we want to hold ourselves accountable to the highest standards in professional women's soccer in this country, and and that's Division 1 sanctioning. So, you know, uh, bringing that um, level of commitment, I think, and the commitment that Indy 11 has shown um, throughout their existence, I think, is is something that, that – we aspire to and and we agree with um you know setting those standards for the players and 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 for the community at large so for us um it was it was a a discussion with all of our ownership groups it was something that we as a league felt very strongly about and you know when we look at the sanctioning standards it's something that we're very very confident in and excited to be division one all right so with that i guess what sort of sense of competition do you have with the NWSL, that is obviously the entrenched Division One professional league in this country. Is it a sense of competition? How do you feel you, you differentiate yourself from it? T- take that however you like. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think there's two things. I think first we need to look at the opportunity gap for women's soccer in this country. Right now there's 12, sure. 14 teams next year in, in professional women's soccer. There's over 100 men's professional teams in America. So, I mean, just that delta itself is it speaks to the need for professional, more opportunities for more women in more cities across this country. So there's that. Then there's the differentiation. For us, we're going to play on the international match calendar. So that means we play, we start in August, we play through um, with a winter break, we play through until our playoffs May and June um, of the following year. So um, we'll have a winter break and a summer break, which gives players in the Super League, um, you know, the opportunity to balance their club and country schedules, participate in the Women's World Cup, participate in the Olympics, these big international tournaments that mean, uh, you know, a lot to the players. It also gives us a good opportunity to be part of the global game in a new and innovative way that that the United States hasn't had historically on the club side. So we're really excited to be the first American, you know, domestic league to be on the international calendar and really be a leader in the global game. All right. So with that winter break, because obviously that tends to apply to us uh, in Indianapolis, uh, it kind of gets kind of chilly around here in, in December and January, and, and we're lucky we've kind of got indoor available if need be, whether it's Grand Park. Obviously, the men played at Lucas Oil Stadium for three years, but but again, with the winter break, do you think that kind of covers? That, that those issues for northern cities or is this kind of a I don't want to see even a, a, a test pilot I guess just your thoughts from a from a northern city perspective like we are in Indy having those matches potentially in November December February etc well I think one of the great benefits of the USL is our our infrastructure supports both men's and women's soccer so in um, you know in these stadiums where we're going to have games we control the scheduling um, in, in the majority of cases, which means that we can play games, you know, we can control our schedule so that, you know, when the weather is awesome in Indy, we're having games there. And then when the weather is awesome down here in Tampa Bay, which might be close, you know, further, which will be further into the winter or sure. earlier in the, in the spring, like we have games down here and, and, you know, we just have to navigate what that competition calendar looks like so that um, we're creating the best experience for, for players and fans in, in all of the markets. 
So clear calendar fall and spring. Got it. Amanda Vandervoort, the president of the USL Super League and heads up the entire women's pathway uh, for the USL, joining us here on Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5, the fans. So Carolina, Dallas-Fort Worth, Lexington, Phoenix, Spokane, Tampa Bay, Tucson, and D.C. Those are the clubs that will start next August. Then the clubs that have committed to start 2025 or beyond, in addition to Indianapolis, Chattanooga, Jacksonville, Madison, and Oakland. And I know there's going to be more to follow. So on the Super League front, we're now 14 months out from kicking a ball for the first time. What does that window of time look like for you and these franchises getting ready for next fall? I mean, we are building. It is what an opportunity. You're going to see jobs starting to be posted, front office staff. We've got to hire technical staff. We're starting to identify players. Um, you know, what does the player pool look like right now and who comes available in, in the signing period? So we're starting to think about, you know, all of those, I guess, big picture items. Well, we've been thinking about them for a while, but now we're starting to execute. And uh, and then you'll see, you know, you'll see in each market all of those um, kind of tentpole moments come come to life. So as, as each club builds and, and, you know, I mean, some of our markets are going to be building their brands. Um, building community impact, working towards everything that, you know, that makes uh, a soccer club great. All right, so with that, the highest level of women's soccer being played right now under the USL Shield is, of course, the W League, and we have that here with the Indy 11 division champs last year, still hopefully a division champ this year, but because of Thursday's result, it's a little more dicey uh, with, with three matches left to go. But big picture for you, rapid growth that you expect from year one to year two, Overall, what has the second installment of the W League been like for you and everybody else in the front office? Yeah, well, we've gone from, you know, we've gone from 44 teams in our inaugural season to 65 now. So we've expanded coast to coast where we've got a NorCal division and a Pacific Northwest division. So that that national footprint has been really compelling, I think, for players and, and, and for fans. We've seen um, top national team talent coming into that league. We'll actually have players in the W League will be participating in the Women's World Cup this summer. I think that's a testament to the strength of the W League, too. Um, and, you know, we're, we're incredibly proud not only of, of the commitment of the owners in, in each of those markets of the W League, but um, the standard of play, the standard of care and commitment, and also the vision for where we're going with the W League. You know, again, you know, there's differentiators for the USL in the marketplace, and I don't think that it's necessarily league-specific. For us, that pathway from youth development through to the college game and onto the pros, um, you know, the player pathway, we call it, like that is a really important thing that we're thinking about, matching talent with opportunity wherever that player may be in their journey. So the W League for us um, is is just a, a really like linchpin piece of the overall women's soccer strategy at the USL, and Indy 11 is, is certainly a shining star. Again, with that, with three more wins for the Indy 11, which won't be easy with three matches left to go, they're in the playoffs for a second consecutive year. Last year was kind of fixed matchups, which put a couple of heavyweights together in Indy 11 and Minnesota Aurora. Great match. Aurora won it, went on to host the championship a couple of rounds later. With more teams, there's more playoff spots. So if you don't mind, give our listeners the Cliff Notes version. What does the playoff structure look like as we get to the month of July? Yeah, so um, we're actually, what we've initiated this year is conferences. So after you, you make it through your division, um, you'll go into conference play, um, and from those, so so we can kind of keep the competition regional. You win your conference, you go up to the semifinals, and then ultimately the the finals of of the tournament. So um, yeah, more teams means more opportunity for you know for more more uh, more great playoff play, and ultimately more teams the opportunity to win a championship. Amanda Vandervoort again. She is the president of the USL Super League, heads up the entire women's pathway for the USL. Kind enough to join us this morning on Soccer Saturday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Again, fingers crossed, Indy makes their debut in August of 2025. USLSuperLeague.com, of course, has more information. Amanda, as always, thanks for the time and the insight. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. More do authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true, and may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey, forty percent alcohol by volume, eighty proof. Copyright twenty fifteen. Imported by William Grant and Sons Inc. New York, New York.
Indy 11 is teaming up with official apparel partner Puma to help you only see great. Great can be anywhere. It's the promise you make to yourself to never look back and never back down. The Spectra Pack from Puma embraces greatness with brilliant graphics inspired by bands of refracted color. Create moments that give meaning to the sport from the club season to the finals of international championships. Look around you, look inside you, and only see great. The Spectra Pack is available now on soccer.com. Hello, soccer fans. This is Jerry Abley from Indiana University. For championship real estate expertise in the metro area, Nino Berticelli is my go-to guy. Indiana is my home. Nino is my homeboy. Follow Nino as my homeboy on Facebook for free ticket opportunities to every Indy 11 home game. That's Nino, N-I-N-O, at ninoismyhomeboy.com. At Community Health Network, we're committed to simplifying health care. Our patients want to feel heard and not like a number. They want to feel like they matter. And that's my job, providing good faith estimates. Learn more about pricing transparency and our commitment to uncomplicating health care at ecommunity.com slash simply delivered. Community Health Network. Exceptional care. Simply delivered. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge, no detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louis, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Tullamore Dew, authentic Irish whiskey. May your team be swift in their aim true. And may your whiskey always be Tullamore Dew. Glasses up to responsible drinking. Tullamore Dew, Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume 80 proof. Copyright 2015. Imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on The Fan. Welcome back. Soccer Saturday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Again, the Indy 11 in Birmingham tonight, you can catch that on my Indy TV, one of three road broadcasts that Brad Hart and I have this year. The other two at Loose City, July 29th, and the season finale against Jordan Farr and the defending USL Cup champion San Antonio FC coming up on October the 14th. This segment dedicated to Trace Acero, United States men's national team, and absolutely beating up Mexico on Thursday night. First of all, make it six consecutive matches without a loss from the U.S. against Mexico. You have to go back to a 3-0 friendly September of 2019, the last time that Mexico won against the U.S. Now, there have been stretches like this before. There was a six-match stretch from August of 2011 through April of 2015, in which Mexico did not have a win against the USA. In terms of margin of victory for the U.S., there have been a handful of three nils in the past. Obviously, Dos Acero is the most famous. But there was a 4 nil win that the United States had against Mexico after the 94 World Cup in June of 1995. But in matches of importance of these last six, only one was a friendly. And that was the one that was played in April just a couple of months ago. And But the rest of them, the Nations League final two years ago, that was the first time they played after kind of the pandemic forced break. Then it was the Gold Cup final. Then it was the FIFA qualifier just down the road in Cincinnati. Those were the three that were played in, in pretty quick succession in a five-month span of 2021. Played to a nil-nil draw at the Azteca uh, in the final wave of qualifying 
last year. But last night, and it wasn't, or excuse me, on Thursday, it wasn't just the, the, the goal differential. It was the overall caliber of play. Mexico never looked threatening in that match. The most menacing thing about Mexico was taking their frustrations out on the American players were their fans in the way they conducted themselves during the course of the match. Again, the final now on Sunday night is U.S. and Canada. And because you simply can't change what has been clearly the goal, the pedestal, the rival over the course of the last three decades, the developments of the last couple of years in terms of the power structure of CONCACAF that this is not going to change. You just can't generate the emotions that a um, generation or two have now had every time the Stars and Stripes plays L3. You just can't recreate that. But in terms of truly the measuring stick for Team USA, it may be more Canada. I know that Canada won the qualifications group for CONCACAF, then didn't exactly fare that well in their first World Cup since 1986. And again, what is unique for these three nations is the fact they will not have these matches in anger other than the CONCACAF Nations League, other than the Gold Cup, leading up to 2026. They all know they are in the field. And so, you know, you'll probably have more matches against, frankly, European teams or South American teams, et cetera, um, put Copa America next summer into that mix as well. But you won't have the the, the the stakes as high as a typical World Cup qualifier between any of these three are going to be. But for as impressive as the Americans were on Thursday night, it came at a cost because of the red cards that were drawn up. Weston McKinney for retaliation. Serginho Dest for, again, getting involved in the second fracas in the final 20 to 30 minutes of that match. And those are big losses for the United States. And Canada's going to come in relatively healthy with a full roster. It will not be easy. Many folks just go, hey, we beat Mexico, that's good enough. No, the whole point of this is, is, is to win the whole shooting match, and that involves beating Canada, whom you do not fare well against in terms of World Cup qualifying. And so not having McKenney, not having Dest, who looked great, by the way, um, that's a problem. Other players of note, Christian Pulisic was fantastic. Obviously, he comes in a bit more rested than he normally would because of his relative inactivity playing for Chelsea this past year. The return of Chris Richards was obviously very noticeable uh, in this spell for, for Team USA. I thought Gino Reyna played well. Frankly, everybody played well. When you beat your biggest rival 3-0, everybody played well. That was the case for Team USA on Thursday night. Now, let's talk about the actions at the end of the match by Mexico and by Mexican fans. And because of all of the dust-ups, because of one delay that took place before we got to the 90th minute mark, and then because of the repeat of that chant at the end of the match, the match was called, it's probably best for everybody involved, with five minutes of what was supposed to be 12 additional minutes of stoppage time. It's really called after seven. Again, you're playing nine-on-nine. It's 3-0. It's best for everybody that match ended early, to be blunt, um, given the actions of those on the field and given the actions of those in the stands. And there there have been so many attempts to try to remove that chant from the match, and it just hasn't worked. And normally I would say, well, your way around that would be no matches in World Cup qualifying gets to have fans at home. Well, they don't have to go through World Cup qualifying, does Mexico. Then it, then you would say, okay, um, do you potentially take away the automatic bid to the World Cup? You hear that pause? Got to get people talking. The inability to host international friendlies in Mexico or frankly, the United States, where there's honestly more money for Mexican, the Mexican Soccer Federation by playing those matches in Los Angeles, in Phoenix, in Las Vegas, in my, you know, et cetera. Uh, there tends to be, you know, look, look at how, look at how many L tree matches are held in this country because of the fan base they can tap into here in the United States. But that's that's where it hits. You have to hit this in the pocketbook. 
to truly get rid of this. And if that includes saying, hey, listen, that automatic bid for the World Cup, maybe that has to be pulled to. Maybe then, and finally then, you send the message that there is no place for this in soccer. Now, let's get on to the Greg Berhalter news because that kind of broke as that match was, I wouldn't say taking place, but leading into the match on Thursday night and then confirmed on Friday. Uh, GRE Double G is back. He won't be back until after the end of the Gold Cup, which I think is bizarre, but it's going to be Greg Berhalter's job for the foreseeable future. And I kind of shrugged my shoulders. I, I, I didn't think that the incident that was brought up by the Reina family 30 years ago was enough to cost Greg his job. But at the same time, the six months that had elapsed between the end of the World Cup and now, even though you had not named a, a permanent replacement coach, even though you're on your second interim coach, just like that six-month gap, maybe it's just best that you move on. And obviously, Greg's name is starting to be populated for jobs in Europe or even at Club American, even a job in, in Liga MX. But at the same time, as I'm watching that match on Thursday night and you see the connectivity of the players for Team USA, because these guys have largely, again, especially since the end of the pandemic, when international matches returned in 2021, this is largely the group that has played together. The obvious exception is Ballerin Bolligan, uh, who just you know made his decree, uh, his switch to play for Team USA going forward and clearly did some good things for them. But if you look at the group that was assembled on Thursday night, it's basically a group of all 20-somethings. In other words, it's the team that is going to be together going forward. For as great as Tim Ream was and as invaluable as he was – during the World Cup, again, Tim is in his mid-30s at this point. Is he going to be featuring for you in 2026? No. You need to have consistency. You need to have continuity. Um, and if that means you have continuity between head coach and players, if you want to err on that side of caution, I'm okay with that. Now, there's going to be competitions like the Gold Cup where you're kind of playing a different roster. And, yeah, there's going to be injuries. And, frankly, you have to build a bench. And, again, we are three years out from the World Cup. So you need to have a, a pool of 18 to 25 to 30 players that can be ready to go for you in the summer of 2026. But if you want to err on the side of consistency and, let's say, let's keep the band back together, I can live with that. The obvious question mark is, is professionally, can Greg Berhalter deal with the stupidity of the reign of family? Can you compartmentalize that and not have it affect your relationship with Gio Reyna, who obviously needed to grow up in how he acted during the World Cup in November and December, but is he amongst the best 11 players you have right now? Absolutely he is. You've got to find a way, even if you're not going to be, you know, having post-match beers with him or anybody in the family, you've got to find a way to still incorporate him in terms of the plans going forward. And that may be the ultimate litmus test for Greg Berhalter as the head coach of the national team. The pieces are there. And we saw that on Thursday night. Let's see how we feel after a match against perhaps a better side in Canada, not to mention doing so without two of your best players in Weston McKinney and Serginho Desk. But the pieces are there for Team USA. And if they can all coalesce and stay together, and if they can all be heading in the same direction, I do think great things are possible for this crew on home soil three years from now. And that is what everything this summer and next summer, and the summer after, and the international break is about. Everything is about the crescendo and rising to the occasion. Knowing the World Cup has played here for the first time in 32 years and the second time ever in the summer of 2026. Again, USA and Canada for the CONCACAF Nations League Final. 
tomorrow night. We'll come back and wrap it up next. The European season is over with. Champions League winners for the first time, Manchester City. That happened last Saturday. We'll recap that. And, oh, yes, we can tell you where the fixtures are going to be next year in Premier League action as well. We'll hit on some of the key opening week contests. That comes your way in a moment. Soccer Saturday, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Made fresh just for you. Penn Station sizzling hot grilled subs served on their famous fresh baked bread, awesome fresh cut fries, and fresh squeezed lemonade. That's an unbeatable flavor trio because at Penn Station East Coast Subs, they grill, they fry, they bake. Order online, order by phone, or dine in at a Penn Station restaurant today. Penn Station, it's all about good taste. At Johnson Controls, they transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls. At Community Health Network, we're committed to simplifying healthcare, starting with how you access your caregivers. Accessing healthcare is the ability to be connected with your provider and ask a question when you need it. And at Community, it's that simple. Learn more about our commitment to uncomplicating healthcare at ecommunity.com slash simply delivered. Community Health Network. Exceptional care. Simply delivered. Meet Kate. Okay, I'll send that report. Kate juggles a lot working from home. At Indiana Members Credit Union, we know Kate. We know she needs more room. We're here to help Kate and you by offering a special low intro rate on an IMCU home equity line of credit. Today, it's all about Kate. Tomorrow, it's all about you. Because at IMCU, it's you that matters. Subject to credit approval, IMCU is an equal housing lender and federally insured by the NCUA. Learn more at imcu.com. Who appreciates the value of an Ivy Tech Community College associate degree? It starts with more than 20 Indiana colleges and universities who have partnered with Ivy Tech in a guaranteed admissions program. Or the 70,000 students who earn college credit while still in high school. Or the more than 1,500 nurses who launch their careers from Ivy Tech each year. But the real value lies in the better life an Ivy Tech degree makes possible. Ivy Tech is your pathway to a better tomorrow. Get started today at ivytech.edu. Rising 15 stories above the city's wholesale district, the Hyatt Place Hyatt House Indianapolis downtown offers a modern and lively setting in the heart of the city, within walking distance to the best attractions, so you can enjoy your downtown experience to the fullest. Stop by the Pivot Bar and Balcony with exclusive outdoor dining and space to host your next private event. Enjoy a relaxing dinner or craft cocktail on the spacious outdoor patio. Call 317-762-2013 for more information and to make your reservation today. That's a way to use your head. It's Soccer Saturday on The Fan. Welcome back for the final time this morning. Soccer Saturday, 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan again tonight. The Indy 11 men at Birmingham. Brad Hodder and I have that one on my Indy TV. One of three road telecasts we'll have this year. Men are on the road the next two weeks at Hartford next Saturday as well. Back home for San Diego Loyal. First time San Diego has made their way to Indianapolis. Indy played there last year about this time. It did not go well. We hope for better things the second time around. Again, that is also going to be a 7.30 start because of a fireworks night. But again, that's still a couple of weeks away. But that's the next time the Indy 11 are at home as they are at home a lot in the month of July. Get your tickets now at Indy11.com. Women are at home tomorrow, still in first place in the Valley Division, but it is now a flat-footed tie. Indy 11 owns the tiebreaker, and they are in control of their own destiny if they win their last three matches. Father's Day special tomorrow at 2 uh, against Kings Hammer, a team Indy beat 1-0 when they played 
back in May. Myself and Angela Mary White will have the call tomorrow. Again, go to iscsportsnetwork.com, 11sports.com, ISC's Twitter and YouTube. Uh, And if you can't make it, please follow along and spend part of your Father's Day with us. Going back last week, Champions League, as expected, Manchester City is your winner. They have the treble joining Manchester United, who did that 22 years ago as the holders simultaneously of the FA Cup, the Premier League Championship, as well as the Champions League. It's the one thing in this decade of dominance that eluded Manchester City was winning the Champions League. And so now, seemingly, the question is, what does that mean for the future of Pep Guardiola? Does he simply say, I'm finished, I can now move on to my next challenge, I don't think there is anything imminent, but does this success actually speed up the clock on his departure from the Etihad? I don't think so yet, and I'm curious as to what that next challenge might be, but just something to keep on your radar. And again, I know that there is a balance that you don't have to find, but there is a balance between, hey, that's amazing football and amazing talent, And it's amazing what you can do when the world is your oyster and there is no budget that you have to work with as well. I understand the back and forth on that. Uh, I'm not proclaiming to be some sort of huge Manchester City fan, but I am in wonderment of the talent they have put together. And I still respect the accomplishment because if it was easy, a lot of teams would pull off that triple. And it doesn't happen very often. To the best of the best in Europe, tip of the cap to Manchester City. When can you next see Manchester City in action first? Well, they will play at the team that J.J. Watt is now a part owner of. Burnley and Turf Moor. That is where they will open up the Premier League season on Friday, August the 11th. So they get the opening match. They will play at Burnley to start week one of the 2023-24 Premier League season. The opening weekend of the season will kick off On four different days, six matches will take place on Saturday, August the 12th. Saturday, Sunday, August 13th, there are two. Brentford and Spurs, Chelsea and Liverpool, and then Manchester United host Wolves to finish out weekend number one on Monday the 14th. So for those of you that need to get your Premier League fix, there you go. And obviously, numerous Premier Premier League sides and frankly, others from across the globe will have a summer tour of the states in the not-too-distant future. So as is always the case, and evidenced by having a guest on the show today who talked about the FIFA World Calendar being used for a league the Indy 11 will compete in, in the USL Super League. It's the reason we do this show 52 weeks a year. When you're a soccer fan in the states, there truly never is a weekend off. And with that, we bid you a fond farewell. Thank you, Mark Lowry. Thank you, Amanda Vandervoort. Thank you, our producer, Sam Fritz. Thanks for listening. Soccer Saturday, 93.5-1075, The Fan. As the highest-performing national contractor of excellence, Gaylor Electric offers complete design-build electrical construction and 24-7 on-demand electrical support. Recognized by many world-renowned companies as one of the most forward-thinking organizations in the industry, Gaylor Electric delivers consistent excellence in innovation and quality to the customers we serve. Visit Gaylor.com to find out what it's like to rely on Gaylor Electric. Experience exclusive living at the Olivia Luxury Residences and Shops. From modern high-end finishes to a luxurious amenities center, elevated pool, and aqua lounge, no detail is overlooked in the Olivia Luxury Apartment Residences. Step outside and enjoy great food at Bar Louis, Verde Cantina, Rosie's Cafe, or Sugar Creek Winery. The Olivia is walking distance from the Monon Trail and Carmel's Arts and Design District. Call 317-660-2400 to schedule a tour at the Olivia Apartments today. Head to Court Furniture Clearance Center for up to 70% off new retail prices. Stock is updated regularly, so you never know what kind of treasures you'll find. They offer a wide variety of stylish furniture for any budget, and every piece is court certified, so you can let your personality show in every room. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off any item in the store near I-65 and Lafayette Road. Online at court.com. Refresh your home with stylish finds from Court Furniture Clearance Center. At Community Health Network, we're committed to simplifying health care, even when it comes to paying for it. 
insurance is very confusing. They gave me a name and a phone number. She works over at Community. She tells me, stop worrying. Let me take care of it. I got a plan. Learn more about our commitment to uncomplicating health care at ecommunity.com slash simply delivered. Community Health Network. Exceptional care. Simply delivered. The goal isn't graduation day. The goal is a better every day after. It's the first day in your new career, your first pay raise, the fifth day of that week-long vacation. It's the first paid holiday home with your family or the day of your last car payment much sooner than you thought. At Ivy Tech Community College, they don't just care about your degree. They care about your life. Ivy Tech can get you where you want to go. Get started at ivytech.edu. At Johnson Controls, they transform the environments where people live, work, learn, and play. The places and spaces that are the backdrop to the biggest moments in your life. Delivering more efficient workplaces, better patient outcomes, safer learning environments, and enhanced fan and passenger experiences. They provide the building technology, solutions, and expertise to power your mission. Johnson Controls. Thanks for listening to Soccer Saturday, brought to you by Honda. Proud to be the automotive sponsors of Indy 11. By Community Health, dream big, work hard, finish strong. And by Bet Rivers, official sports betting partner of Indy 11. Bet with a winner. For more information, log on to 1075thefan.com or indy11.com.